What else? Any other questions? Yeah. Next question. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, I can feel like uh, I cannot get over some um, uh, stuff that blocks like my devotion. So I'm wondering when it's possible that I committed some Vaishnava parada and what what to do if it's, uh, it was like some previous life perhaps so I cannot apologize or whatever, how to overcome it. Hmm. Well, uh, stumbling blocks may not be from offenses. They may be uh, thinking patterns of thinking and psychological makeup and so forth that comes from our our past karma that sometimes make it difficult for us to uh, to uh, go forward in certain ways hmm? um, and so it uh, takes some time for that to uh, be overcome and, and perhaps um, it may not be un- until the next lifetime although um, if we look at our body and our minds as sadhaka dehas, as, as, as bodies of practitioners given to us by a guru, then uh, just as we take care of our physical health hmm, by seeing a doctor, taking medicine, fasting from certain foods, and so on and so forth, so there are um, ways to take care of our psychological health and in the spirit of serving our practitioner's body that belongs to our guru and his service, then there is some scope for employing um, such um, uh, insights into how to overcome psychological uh, issues and patterns of thinking and so forth um, that can uh, uh, help us to more readily apply ourselves in bhakti. The, uh, the theory, of course, is that by bhakti alone all these things will um, be cured, so to speak, and Certainly there's some there's truth to that, given the efficacy of bhakti, but generally we don't find that, uh, that devotees forego um, medical treatment, for example, in the name of bhakti, curing all the problems. Hmm? Um, so arguably the same applies to psychological Issues and just patterns of thinking and, and so on and so forth that, that may be a, be a hindrance. So uh, we don't discourage devotees. In fact, we encourage them to uh, um, at in, in, in certain instances to look into those type of um, remedies that may may help them. So that's one. Thought I mean, what the hurdles, what what gets in your way, of course, and what the background of that is, may be difficult to uh, to say. But I'm speaking about it in terms of 
of karma. Karma, of course, has its uh, beginning, it has its end, so it's going to play itself out. You're speaking about, in a sense, parabdu karma, manifest karma, at least the way I'm talking about it, in terms of patterns of thinking and so on and so forth. And, um, and as much as we can practice sincerely and uh, thoughtfully our, our bhakti, it, it, it will free us. But this may be, um, as I'm speaking about it, something useful um, in terms of um, even applying ourselves in bhakti to incorporate some um, practices, some remedial measures for rewiring, so to speak, the brain for uh, patterns of thinking and so forth. Um, you know, in, in one sense, bhakti reveals motives that we have and uh, makes them apparent, brings them to our attention and so forth, um, at which time we thought that... Uh, uh, that we need to retire them, and we need to pray for the strength to re- retire them, and so forth. And so there's, there's no reason to think that in understanding them and praying for the strength to retire them, some insight from the, the, the world hmm, into... Um, an issue, a particular issue that one might be having psychologically, is 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 not the uh, the help uh, provided. So it said, God helps him who helps himself. <laughs> so I think that that that, that applies. Um, and again, there's there much introspection is, is is involved in bhakti with regard to to motives and uh, plumbing the depths of our psychology as to why we do things and why we act in certain ways and and so on and so forth, is in a, in a way very much um, looking at our motives and the driving force behind our practice and trying to um, um, uh, cultivate the, the, the type of thinking and, and motivation that we'll most readily call our, our progress, like we're talking about in Rag Bhakti, to have the motivation to attain the mood of the Brajbasis, something like that, to be the motivating, driving force of our bhakti, as that being as the optimum. Mm-hmm. So we may find that uh, you know that there are other forces and so forth, and they get in the way of it. So um, what I'm saying is to sort all that out, look at that, is is not outside of the scope of of um, of what we're involved in in sadhana bhakti. Mm-hmm. As far as offenses go, um, if uh, Vaishnava Bhaparad in the previous life is the cause of our present uh, um, stumbling blocks or hurdles that we find difficult to overcome, um, the um, reactions for offenses, they have a, have a lifetime. Mm-hmm. If we can be aware of them 
and apologize for them and so forth, then we can be freed. But if we're not aware of them and we don't have the opportunity to apologize, we have to wait them out, so to speak. Um, and, of course, we, we, we pray not to have an offensive attitude and so on and so forth. We try to take shelter of Vaishnavas in the present and um, and so we're not at a loss to um, retire the reactions of those fences, although they're uh, very um, persistent in a sense and they can carry all the way into Bhava Bhakti, at which point we have to wait out the dissipation of those the, the, the results in order to attain Prem. But it's not that because you offended a Vaishnava and he went to the Paravyom, now you're stuck forever in material existence with no recourse. No, you'll have to um, wait that out, of course, and then how you apply yourself in your next life and all that will have, have some impact. But the main thing is our sincerity of purpose that will readily call our, our progress in in bhakti, more than um, remedial measures for things done in the past, um, what is prescribed is is a healthy kind of remorse for whatever offenses one may have committed. If one detects, for example, that one has no taste or little taste for chanting, then one will think that's evidence of my of having made offenses to the holy name in the past. And so Mahaprabhu has recommended uh, that understanding that one should chant with some remorse. He shows that in the second verse of Shikshastakam. Mm-hmm. And that uh, remorse is said to rectify one from um, one's perceived uh, or sensed uh, shortcomings. At least uh, it's directly that's directly stated with regard to the present. That is to say, if I do something that I know is is incorrect and causes me to deviate from the path, and I express remorse for it and continue chanting, the remorse itself is more powerful than the deviation. So if that's true in this life, then certainly we'll cover deviations, if you will, from the past past life as if they're still haunting us. Hmm? So again, we're focused on a certain attitude, certain cultivating dispositions. They could study Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's second verse of Shikshastakam and how he chants with remorse that he has no taste, he says, because of Anarthas, hmm? and how generous the name is that he stays with us regardless. Um, and so as long as that remorse is there, in a sense, he will stay with us, and there will be peace and progress. Um, now, having said that, um, it's possible that we may be troubled in this this life by 
um, certain issues that, for whatever reason, are there and, and get in the way of our progress. Um, but I did mention that in the next life, you'll have to wait for But then there's a little bit of despondency that comes naturally as a response from that. But um, it's pretty much to be expected that we will take another birth or two. Hmm? Anyway, hmm? Uh, it's a long, long, long haul. So I think it's better to look at that in a very optimistic way. Hmm? You'll be born in the family of Vaishnavas and and the things that you struggle with is in, in this life and, and so forth will we'll be removed. Hmm? They're the prabdha of this life. And what we're, what you're doing now in this life, that will be your future, whether it be karmically speaking, which is hardly the case given your your engagement in bhakti. Um, and certainly the fruits of your bhakti may not all accrue in this lifetime. They may accrue in the next lifetime as a very, very favorable wind. Hmm? And so the person you want to be now, you'll be that and more. Hmm. So in a way that your, your practice is kind of putting money in the bank, hmm? you still feel poor because you're putting all the money in the bank. But it's deceptive. Hmm? Actually, you're not poor at all. You're building a large bank balance. And uh, in time, you live on the, on the interest of that. And, um, and, and just in, a, in, a, in the next life, you'll be so much better equipped and suited. You, you'll, for practice, you'll land with your feet on the ground, so to speak. And so, you know, this, we shouldn't look at these lifetimes in, as, as in terms of finalities. It's just like going to sleep and waking up. If I told you tomorrow morning it'll be, you'll wake up, just tolerate today, go to bed tonight, wake up in the morning and it'll be gone, you won't find that hard to embrace, right? You'll be optimistic about that. So you have to look at this lifetime as a long day, and the death as a short sleep and rest, and then another day, and all the problems presently bothering you from the previous life, or for the most part offenses probably as well, will will be gone. So that's, uh, that sounds very optimistic. Uh, and it is. Hmm. Kind of have to get a little broader perspective on time. Hmm. That's all. It's hard. Just like when you're a child. Hmm. If I say to you, a child says, I want such and such. Father says, when you... You know, when you, when you, I want to drive the car. When I was a young boy, then it was a big thing to turn 16, you could get a driver's license and drive a car. So every young boy wanted to drive a car. Hmm? I don't think it's like that now so much, but it used to be. This was in the 50s and early 60s. So if you were 10 years old, and you told your father, I want to drive, I want to drive. And he said, you have to wait six years. At that age, six years was like six lifetimes. 
Hmm? When you're young, one year, two years, seems so long, doesn't it? Hmm? But when you get older, hmm? if I tell you, if you're 50 years old and I tell you, you have to wait two years, you think, oh yeah, two years, that's not too long. So as we grow and so forth, we get a better sense of time hmm? and the fact that things take time. Hmm? And we've learned to live with that and our impetuousness of youth and so forth has, 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 has passed with uh, the wealth of experience. Hmm? And uh, so it is with bhakti. As we become more experienced, I'll give you an example. Then we have a different perspective on time and on progress. The example is that one of my godbrothers was sitting with Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj on his veranda and he said, uh, Guru Maharaj, I don't feel I'm making any progress. And Guru Maharaj replied very sincerely and kind of surprised. He said, no progress? You don't think you're making any progress? He said, you have a human life. He quoted this verse from the Puranas that more or less says we've passed through so many species of lives. We were aquatics. We were born as reptiles. We were born as mammals. Hmm? Uh, you know, as plants, as birds, hmm? as, as animals, as, as humans as uncivilized humans, civilized humans. So he said, no progress, but you have a human life. And in human life you have sadhu-sangha, and you're thinking you're not making any progress. So far you have come. Hmm? So he had a different perspective, and he was content with that. Hmm? It's like an older person will be content to think, oh, five years, not too long. Hmm? Hmm? And knowing the value of certain foundational building blocks, conceptual building blocks in the house of bhakti, hmm? when the guru sees that those are in place and the student has understood those and is acting accordingly, then he feels very confident. Oh, very good. Building is going up. Hmm? Hmm? If I tell you I'm going to build you a house, a mansion, and you're and you see the plans and you're very happy about it, and then you come out to visit the site to see how the how the building is going, and when you visit the site, you find only a big hole in the ground. You think, where's my building? Where's my house? It was supposed to be this so tall. All I see is a hole in the ground. Pero ese es el fundación. Es necesario. The building is going up. But the first stage of going up, we have to dig a hole down. So it may not look to us like the building is going up, but one who knows about building and what is involved will understand that when you put the hole in the ground for the foundation, 
the building is going up. So to have foundation in bhakti, that's very um, major ingredient, element, aspect of uh, of of the uh, uh, house of bhakti that you're trying to construct, and found and foundation is is faith in in Sri Guru. Hmm. We see that you have that. Hmm. You have human life, sadhu sangha, hmm. guru nishta. Hmm. You made so much progress. Hmm. One of my god brothers used to say that the distance we have gone hmm, from in our material journey life after life until the point of taking shelter of our guru is far, far longer than the distance we have to go from this point until perfection. Getting human life, sadhu sangha and gurunishta, distance is very short. One, two, three lifetimes. In comparison to how many lifetimes? Anadi. <laughs> what is two or three compared to without beginning? Lifetimes without beginning. Hmm. So it's good to have this perspective. Then we feel encouraged hmm, where we are in the here and the now. And it will help us to give attention to where we are in the here and now in terms of our progress. And that's the very thing that will call our progress the most. All this thinking about the future, what I will attain and so forth, tends to take focus off of the present and the means to attain it. We should know the theory of frog buggy. We should have the ideal. We should focus on what we need to do to uh, to attain that. What kind of practice in the here and in the now? Does that help? Nice. I like. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> we have time. A little time. Profundo. So, tenemos un tiempo, tiempo. Gradualmente, nos vamos para allá. Vamos para aquí. Para to pay attention here. That's where we're going. We're going. We we the the journey is the destination, as they say. Destinación. Journey. How do you say journey? Viaje. Viaje es el destinación. Es la qué? Meta. Meta. No. El viaje es la meta. Y buen viaje. Es un buen viaje. She said, "You said you will explain at the beginning of the answer something about the psychic and the psyche and the psychic body." If you can explain.
What I'm saying is that we may have psychological um, patterns of thinking. that may uh, get in the way of our um, practicing. Just like we might have um, some physical illness that might inhibit us from some aspect of practice. We can always practice in any condition, hmm? but to be a more functioning human and embrace the practices more readily and easily, then just as we take medicine to treat any kind of physical condition of of infirmity, then there are uh, also remedies to deal with psychic um, infirmities. And many of them are born of the industrial times in which we live that weren't uh, prevalent or existent in in previous times in agrarian cultures and the times when our principal texts were written. And these uh, karmic kind of patterns of thinking and, and, and so forth, um, we can... Um, employ different uh, psychological insights to to uh, deal with them, just like we employ medicine to deal with our our physical illnesses and um, and we, we we do that in the context of thinking that our body is as our practitioner's body mm-hmm. and so by taking care of the practitioner's body which is the body given to us by our guru for the service of guru and goranga, we don't come outside of the context of bhakti hmm? when we employ, for example, um, when we take medicine for indigestion or when we find out that we have a certain pattern of thinking that's problematic and we read a book about how to how to deal with that and change that. Hmm. So in that spirit, we can we can do such things, and that may help us to be more whole as a human being, and 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 thus more um, readily um, able to embrace the practices. I mean, bhakti is so can in a sense it can be practiced in any condition. Even animals can practice it, but not to the extent that humans can. So, what is a a psychologically? Uh, and humans are characterized by their psychology. In other words, um, animals, for example. Our, our biological uh, reality, but they are not that much of a psychological reality. Their karmic embodiment is a biological one, but it, it's not a psychological one to the same extent. Our biology is our animality, and our psychology is our humanity. So the psychic dimension of our conditioning becomes very prominent in human society.
And what distinguishes us in one sense from the animals is that psychological development. Wherein, for example, we take responsibility for our actions. Hmm? Animals don't take responsibility for their actions. If a, if a, if a, if a, if a, a cow kicks over a, um, a lantern in the barn and it burns down the city, like what happened in Chicago many years ago, the, the cow has no remorse, takes no responsibility, and isn't expected to. Human beings are characterized by an, an, an moral life um, becomes a concern and an issue with regard to developed psychology. Morality and humanity go together because humanity is a psychological as well as a biological reality. So as much as human beings are best equipped to embrace bhakti in comparison to animals and trees, we can feed animals prasadam, they can hear the holy name, but they can't just get someone again. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains that even human beings who have the opportunity for bhakti but don't have some mandagyan, their chanting will not bring make, 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 cause much pro- bring much progress. So, so the point I'm making is that, arguably, that the human being is a psychologically developed uh, entity, and the more it is psychologically healthy and developed the more it has the capacity to take advantage of the opportunity of bhakti. Hmm. So, um, our human growth, if you will, hmm, and some attention to that, hmm, by way of thinking of the human body and psyche as, as I say, the sadhaka deha. Hmm. Uh, There's some place for that. Hmm. Um, Do you understand? So so if we can improve ourselves um, in terms of psychological balance, hmm, then it's it's quite possible that, that we can improve the motivation that um, we uh, approach bhakti with that we I mean we have a basic motivation that's proper and spiritual but there may be so many other factors psychological factors that push us and pull us and so on and so forth hmm. and that should come to the bear to the fore uh, become apparent in sadhu sangha and so even in Sadhu Sangha, someone may say, you need to deal with that issue. Hmm. You have to take psychological uh, responsibility for that. And, hmm. and so, um, you've got this problem. Hmm. You're, you're, you, you engage in passive-aggressive activity. So you may not realize that, but you do that. And it's a problem for the group dynamics and the group is the, is, is the Sangha. 
So, the, so in the context of the group, that becomes apparent. Somebody tells you about it, and they explain it to you. Hmm. And so, the, and then they say, and so here's some advice how to how to get rid of that. Maybe a book. Hmm. And there's not much difference in that than saying. Um, you can't come into the temple with your shoes on. In other words, we tell people you have to dress your body in a certain way to participate in the Sangha. You can't come to the Arctic in a bikini. So we may also say you cannot come to the Arctic with that mentality or you cannot come into the Sangha with that mentality. Therefore, you have to address it. So if you say, don't come to the temple with a bikini, and she says, well, what shall I wear? I say, well, there's so many things you can wear. Go find that out. <laughs> so many, uh, we're not at a closed door. Of course, we do have some some robes, but <laughs> that's for <coughs> the monastics. So similarly, we're, we're not a we're not a dispensary of 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 uniforms here and and, and 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 let's say someone comes with a, with, with a fever and a cold and, and we say you can't come in the temple you're going to spread germs so sorry you have to stay out hmm. well what shall I do go to a doctor get some medicine hmm. so if we find someone has a passive aggressive psychology and it's a problem for the group we could say you can't come in here with that you have to change that how do I do that well, you read this book, you know, you try that, something like that. I mean, people tend to think erroneously that, that any such advice is outside the scope of bhakti, but as you can see, as I'm talking about it, kind of a holistic way, it's not out of the scope of, of, um, of, of consideration for spiritual practice. Intended? So when you're talking about taking, so when you're talking about medicines, the whole process is like a medicine for the psyche. There are medicines for extreme um, psychological conditions. She said uh, you were talking about medicines before, so on the, on the first on the psychic level, what would the medicine be? Well, it depends on your psychic condition. You know, I mean, if you're um, have a have a a diagnosed uh, mental disorder, then there may be some um, um, uh, herbs or or allopathic medicines for that. Um, or or. Or there may be a behavioral disorder, and there may be um, medicine in the form of um, advice and um, ways to think differently to correct that thinking that can be given by a psychologist. So it's different for different conditions. Some medicine might be chemical or herbal. Some might be might be uh, verbal and emotional. Mm-hmm. And uh, medicine that tries to um, unlock the emotional 
condition that's causing a pattern of behavior. That's the realm of psychology. But, you know, most people are pretty much healthy enough to practice, and we're not sending everybody to psychologists here. What else? Interesting? Okay, let's stop there. Sri Sri Dauji Gopal Ki Jai.